podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to this Your March edition of the Reds Review Audio Magazine here on Anfield Index with myself, Andy Wills, and of course my partner in crime, Mr Guy Drinkle. Uh, this is the uh, the podcast that brings you everything uh, from the previous month and a bit of a look ahead for, for Liverpool FC. Uh, and this podcast is brought to you in conjunction with LibertyShield.com, the perfect VPN companion for all your football viewing, where you can get 25% off everything using the coupon code AIVPN. Uh, now, Liberty Shield is the VPN used by many in the AI Pro team to help them watch the Reds live. So uh, join them, get yourselves on Liberty Shield uh, and use that coupon code. It'll be well worth it. Uh, hopefully uh, a lot more worth it than what we've seen in a lot of February's action. So, um, yeah, let's crack on. Mr. Guy Drinkle, my partner in crime, how is the? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. I got all my uh, my ranting out on uh, on Rate Don't Hate yesterday about Watford. So I'm pretty chill now. Pretty chill. We I'm lost like... the game. We lost the game in the league. It's it's a weird feeling, this, isn't it? it is not, <laughs> I don't like it. We go nuclear over uh, all over, over winning one game. Uh, over sorry, over losing one game in what fourteen months. Just. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how we would feel if we were United fans? Who draw, draws with Everton, man? <laughs> uh, at least we don't have Pickford. At least we don't have Pickford on De Gea and Gola. Oh, my God. Oh, well, there you go. If ever you need to cheering up, just think we don't have Pickford in goal. It could be worse. We used to have Mignolet, but... So but at I, least I think it's think Pickford's worse, to be honest. Yeah, well, at least, uh, you know, at least he had, didn't have teeny little arms. Yeah. Um, so... Let's start things off with looking back at all of February's results because yeah, it was um, a bit of a mixed month. Uh, and and just just to let you know, obviously we've we've got all the usual features to come. We will have player of the month, um, goal of the month, uh, academy, uh, fantasy, our predictions, and a little bit of either or. But yeah, well, let's start with. February's uh, results uh, started the month a long, long time ago against Southampton with that four-nil win. Uh, not a great deal to to talk about. I think we actually briefly spoke about it in the last pod we did uh, due to the timing. But uh, you know the tale of two penalties that weren't awarded and the red scoring four goals before the um, I was going to say before the international before the international break before the uh, the winter break in the Premier League. Um, those heady days of scoring lots of goals, guy. Yeah, the good old days. Honestly, I was doing the prep for this podcast, which was like just watching highlights videos, and I forgot to do this one because I watched Shrewsbury was the first game of the month, <laughs> so I've screwed up here. Um, but yes, I this is ringing a bell. Is this the one where Henderson scored off his shoulder from a corner, if I remember correctly? Uh. uh no, no, I think he smashed it in the yeah. I, again, I, I might be wrong. I think we did cover it in the in the last pod anyway, just because of the timing. Ah, of it. But, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I, so, so yes, I, I knew I was. I knew yeah, what I was doing. See, 
All in all, a, a comfortable win, a nice way to start the month. Um, and, and you mentioned Shrewsbury. Uh, uh, one last thing, actually, the Southampton thing that we didn't mention before. It was a nice little thing afterwards that uh, we all felt nice and, and really good about and a bit of the old, ah, was everybody embracing uh, Danny Ings. And, and it was mm. that one of those things where you think, you know, that's pretty good. You know, how we... how. I think for both sides of it, like how, how we have a really good positive uh, atmosphere in the dressing room and also Danny Ings, you think, you know, obviously nice guy, popular guy, nice to see them little bits afterwards. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, it shows what, what the, uh, the club and locker, locker room, dressing room, God, sound American there, um, has kind of become probably more so under clock because there used to be, rumours of clicks and stuff like that mostly I think probably back further in the Rafa days more than anything but under Rogers and stuff there was ne- you never you never felt like the club as a whole was as unified as it is now but you look at the Klopp the Klopp players I mean if we played Villarreal I imagine Moreno would get the same thing if we played Lazio Lucas has obviously get a lot of love from people uh, who else has recently left Maybe if we play Dortmund, Chan would get some love. Um, so yeah, I think I think you just show that everyone's played the part. Here. And like wherever Ali Sissoko is, he'd obviously got all the love. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't know where he is, but he does. <laughs> and like when we play Man City, obviously Raheem Sterling gets oh. all the love. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But we can, um, we kind we kind of saw it with Barca. I mean, maybe maybe Suarez was a bit further back, but you saw. Uh, obviously, him and Henderson got on and stuff like that, but it, it just it just shows now more more than ever in the Klopp era that every everyone who's played a part is is treated as one of us, really, aren't they? Maybe, maybe yeah, not, maybe not by the fan it. base, but they are by the yeah. players. Yeah, uh, just one of them little sort of glimpses into the the, the positivity behind the scenes, which uh, again I, I think adds a nice little context as we get later into the month that. Yeah, we, we, Dom Solanke you know, next we might, week. <laughs> yeah, that uh, no, but that as form you know inevitably has dips, and you know some results go against you. You do feel that the, the dressing room will stick together, and that we are you know we're doing lots of positive things. But anyway, we'll 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 get to all of that. But yeah, you you mentioned Shrewsbury, so that was next up the the FA Cup, and all the talk wasn't it about was. Was was about the shock that everyone was expecting. Liverpool were going to get knocked out at home to Little Shrewsbury, and they were feeling quite big about themselves and all the rest of it. And you know the goodwill I think that that uh, a lot of Liverpool fans had felt towards Shrewsbury after the the plucky performance they'd put in, where when they'd held us to the draw at their place, so we kind of evaporated in and around this game. But mm. what a way to win, guy! What a way to win! Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, after, yeah, as you say, after the first game, I'm like, oh, no, no, it's glad that we get, they're getting a replay. They could get some more money and stuff. And then they're coming at the second leg bitching about we're not playing our first team, so it's not going to be televised. Like, well, you know, don't plan games in the fucking winter break. Um, and then, well, again, that, that, just sorry to put in, but again, that's not up to us. That yeah. was the FA. Chucking its toys out the pram. Oh God, oh, yeah. not us. That, that was the, that was an FA thing, not not a Liverpool thing. But anyway, continue. Oh no, how well? How you get this extra hundred grand? You didn't lose three hundred grand because you didn't get half a mil. You gained a hundred grand. But anyway, uh, yeah, it did kind of. Sour, sour was probably too strong a word, but it did a smidge. Uh, 
in the second leg. But yeah, as you say, it's the perfect way. The, the lads played quite well. Um, I think Nico, if I remember correctly, Nico Williams was a bit of a standout on the night, and he, se- he seems to have been every time he's played, really. Um, he's probably added his name to the uh, Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones um, tier of youngsters now. Um, so that's good for him. And obviously the own goal, it was... It was it was such a difficult difficulty watching that game because nobody had to play televised and to, just to see that own goal. I mean, we, we were we were talking before we started the pod. Goal of the month's either gonna be really easy or it's gonna be really fun because it's either this one or it's another one because this was this was fantastic. Uh I how how do you how do you lob your own keeper with a header like that? It's beautiful. Beautiful. It was stuff. beautiful. Uh, and just to yeah, it, it kind of was the the cherry on the icing on the top of the cake because before that they scored and it got ruled out by VAR, <laughs> yeah. which they got very upset about <laughs> afterwards. Talking about the uh, how you know we we've been fortunate by VAR decisions, yada yada yada. But you know it was offside, mate. It was hmm. offside. So oh, you know, live VAR pool lives on. Yeah, we we needed the VAR. We needed VAR to overturn against the mighty Shrewsbury. <laughs> Oh, it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Anyway, so we have the the winter break. Um, Obviously, not in any way controversial. Uh, Didn't throw up any problems whatsoever. Everybody happy with it. And it was, to my my eyes, it was a half-assed winter break by the Premier League. They they didn't do it properly, but there you go. That's that's the Premier League for you. Uh, Upon our return, we're away to Norwich City. And... I guess it's like whenever we've had any kind of a, a break that maybe over eight, nine days between games or like sort of international breaks or whatever, we, we don't look right normally for a couple of games. And I think it's fair to say against Norwich, we, we weren't really on it. But I guess what, what really matters is that we did get all three points. We, we got the win, 1-0, and uh, a beautiful goal from Manny. Yeah, it really was. It was... Uh... It was a surprisingly uh, struggle of a game, really, against Norwich. But I think not everyone, but more, I think some people point, probably pointed out we tend to do badly after breaks, whether it's international break or or whatever. But the winter break, it, it just kind of screwed with our rhythm, and it's probably going to be the story of this podcast, uh, of this part of the podcast. Is we've not really regained that rhythm, have we? Um, and yeah, yeah, I think it was a struggle. Um, we, I think Mane was on the bench, wasn't he? He had to come on and it opened the game up a bit more. Um, and I think that, that's what Mane has been about most of this season. Um, it's just about big moments like that. And we, we definitely needed him to come on because it, it wasn't happening any other way. Yeah. One of them games, what I say, you know, we won, we got the points, we moved on. Um, a way to Atletico was next in the the first knockout phase of of the Champions League, the round of sixteen. Uh, so returning to the uh, the Wanda Metropolitana, obviously the scene of number six, where where we saw comfortably dispatched of Spurs two nil, but a far from comfortable outing for the Reds here. One uh, nil defeat. Um, it's not, I guess, it's not the end of the world, but. Not not particularly impressive performance. No, not at all. We were. Um, this is probably where the concerns came from, hasn't it? I think. Okay, we we kind of accepted the Norwich game was going to be sloppy because of the break, but then we thought, all right, it's, but Champions League is back. We'll get back 
we'll get the intensity back and all that stuff. And it was it was I know Atletico Madrid are the best team at what they do, but the game was absolutely dead from us. We didn't we did nothing. They got a goal on the fourth at the fourth minute, which I mean it's probably the worst thing you can do against Atletico Madrid is give them an early goal. It just let them play as much as they play how they wanted to. Um and that's what it did. We we just couldn't break through the block. We we I can't remember any opportunities off the top of my head. They probably could have scored more if they didn't have Morata up front. Um, which, which is scary considering they're not, they're, their goal scoring form is quite poor. But if, uh, if say, if Joe Felix was fit off, Diego Costa was almost half the player he was a few years ago, they'd probably be 2-0 two, two up and come into Anfield. And it'd be our Champions League game. Well, probably hanging by a thread at the min, but maybe not hanging by a thread, but it, it could have been. It was almost spiralling into, into that. And I think Klopp, Ultimately, took the one nil towards the end because didn't he bring? He brought on Milner and stuff like that, if I remember correctly, didn't he? Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's um, it's still in the balance this one. But if we if we play like that at Anfield against Atletico Madrid, it will just finish one nil. It, it just will. Mm, yeah, uh, that, that, this is the thing. It's you know we can't just take it for granted that oh it's Anfield we turn it on at Anfield. Um, so it's just bound to happen. And I think maybe the the signs in the next match against West Ham where I guess as fans, we just took it for granted. We were at home to West Ham who were not particularly good. We're, it's David Moyes in charge. So, you know, it means we win. You know, if David Moyes is bringing a team to Anfield. It means that we're going to win anyway. Um, perhaps as fans, we just t- kind of took that for granted. But maybe in there, some warning signs that... Um, Maybe the team was starting to take that for granted that you know that, that it's it's a Premier League game, so we just win. And this was not great. This three-two win over West Ham. It was for me a, a sluggish, a real sluggish game. Scrappy. Yeah, we we were in in charge in terms of possession and everything like that. And, and West Ham didn't. Re- they put up a bit of a fight, but they didn't offer a great deal. They were dangerous from some set pieces, which is unusual for us nowadays. But we, I don't know. We we just we still didn't look right. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. Um, we got the earliest goal with with Ginny, uh, and then we're thinking, all right, this is going to be three, four, five nil. And then they just got they just score off a corner, which is probably well that was, that was against Atleti as well. That's two corners in a row, isn't it, or whatever it was? And um, I mean that's a shock because you think we've pretty much been imperious from all set pieces this season, and to just all of a sudden I think you said sluggishness, sloppiness as well, just to have that into our game all of a sudden it's just it's just it was all it's almost worrying to be honest. Um, but yeah, th- this game was god awful. Um, we, I think we deserved the win, but we were lucky to win. If that makes sense, um, like as you said, yeah. we we were dominant and stuff like that. But the the goals that we actually scored, <laughs> I mean Fabianski. I mean, he's, oh, yeah. a, he's a good goalkeeper, but good da- goddamn, he was our man of the match in this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, player of the month. <laughs> for, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the, look, the our first two goals are on Fabianski. The third one, he was getting criticised. I thought. There was little else he could really do was he came to try and make himself big mm. in that situation. But he did also pull off a couple of cracking saves, one in particular that looked like it was going in the top corner. So, you know, it it wasn't like he you know, that was the only thing he contributed to the game, you know. He had to, 
you know, those terrible, woeful moments. But he did also save his team a couple of times. So it could have been different. This this was a weird one in, in, in this match, though, is when I'm watching that first half, I'm thinking, Naby Keita, okay, he's not doing the stuff on the ball that I know he's capable of doing and perhaps that some people are maybe expecting him to do. But what I was seeing from him in that first half was some really important defensive work because he was winning the ball back for us in some key areas and he was winning it quite a lot of times. And and it was a concern that if he didn't win it, what was going to happen next? Yet he seems to have come out of this game as the scapegoat for the performance, which I found very, very odd. Yeah, it's weird that. I mean, the game we're going to cover next, nobody's given a nobody's given a mention of them, of Ox or Ginny or Fabio, <laughs> and wanting him to be sold and stuff like that either. But yeah, Naby came out of this game undeserved, 100% undeservedly. Um, uh, crit- well, criticised probably wrong, but overly criticised. Like people was asking him to be sold. Like there's people saying, give Curtis Jones his opportunity ahead of Naby Keita and stuff like that. You watch the game. I mean, there was no difference between all three of the midfield. I mean, Ginny scored a pretty shit goal. Let's be honest. And then all of a sudden, he, he he's perfect and Naby shit. I mean, Naby contributed more in that game going forward. Like I know he missed the he missed the sitter, didn't he? Now that's where it's come from. If he scored that goal, he would have been. He would have been talked about as a eight eight out of ten or something like that. But no, he missed he missed a sitter, which pretty much all our teams doing at the minute. It's it it's I don't know I don't I think the fact that he came in with such a big reputation. There's we well we know people on Twitter championed him. Let's be honest. I mean obviously Dave and stuff like that, and people don't like Dave. And when someone Dave liked does badly or not as be- not as well as expected, it spirals into something and then it's all over Liverpool Twitter, isn't it? Like, I'm just using Dave as an example there, but that, that's how I see it. I think some people have reacted to that. Um, and the thing is, he's, every time he plays, he does something. Like, when he gets in a run of games, he, de- he definitely plays well. But when he's getting up to speed, he doesn't play badly. He just plays a tad more quietly. But in that West Ham game, he was still probably the midfield doing the most, trying to get his going forward. Let's be honest. Yeah. I, I, the thing for me is, I thought he was good against Norwich. I thought it I wasn't... For me, I, I'm not going to try and say that he was really good against West Ham. I thought he was okay. I, I thought it was okay. I thought his defensive work was good. Uh, he was tidy, trying to progress the passing. But what was probably missing from him was carrying the ball, was driving on and, and make, trying to make things happen a little bit more individually. And obviously that's what the introduction of, of Ox helped, you know, really sort of t- up the tempo because that's what he delivers. That is what he's about. But I think perhaps there's a, a misconception with Naby as, and, and, and an unrealistic expectation of who he is and what he is, you know, that, that, Maybe that brilliant uh, debut we had against West Ham, you know, uh, going back 18 months, has set some unrealistic expectations because he was sensational on his debut. Um, he has been, you know, hit by injuries. He's been unfortunate at times, some of, you know, a couple of impact injuries, uh, and they certainly haven't helped him. But I, I do wonder what, what the expectation is. Do, do pe- some people think he was. Philippe Coutinho because he certainly isn't and if you watched him in the Bundesliga you that's not what you would be expecting what you what you saw in the Bund, what 
anyone who watched him in the Bundesliga will have seen, was a lot of what we see uh, in terms of the defensive work, getting about, winning the ball, box to box, linking it up, progressing the passing. Um, but it, it was there was more dribbling. His dribbles per 90 for Leipzig were twice what they are at Liverpool. So he was dribbling more and he was and he was looking for for shots from outside the box more than what he is at Liverpool. So perhaps that will come. But, you know, I do wonder if, you know, the expectations have been somewhat unrealistic and that is what he's been judged against as well, which which is a little unfair. Yeah, I mean, if you're judging against the YouTube compilation, I mean, what would you have done when you were seeing, like, Andre Voren and stuff like that? Uh, Jesus. But no, you, you, you're right. I mean, I have... Uh... I only watched a, a handful, is being generous, probably a couple games of him at Leipzig. And you, you could tell, um, even by looking at like uh, Harsen Hootel, Southampton, I know it's uh, different statures of club and different positions and stuff, but they they play a much more chaotic style than us. Like, our midfield now is about letting the fullbacks do their thing and letting the front three do their thing, whereas Naby from my understanding, like it was just all action all the time. He he was the main man where our midfield just isn't it's just what do I word this? It's the engine room, isn't it? It's not it's not the creative control, it's the engine room. It lets other people do their thing. Mm, yeah, so anyway, that, that that so West Ham again, we won. It could have been obviously VAR rolled the goal out fair enough for offside, which was correct. It's a shame like it would have been a lovely goal, but you know, again we we just we did enough to win the game, but it's this again this narrative. We just did enough to win. We then go on to Watford, who at the time were second from bottom. Uh, their former dropped off, and you know, people were thinking, "Oh yeah, we'll comfortably go and beat them." And again, perhaps the team were thinking they were just going to do this, but Watford were they were up for a fight and. I've got to say, Guy, unfortunately, it didn't look like we were up for it. But And I know people aren't going to like this, and it's quite divisive, but the moment I saw uh, Dayan Lovren's name on that starting team sheet, I thought, oh, why are we doing this? And it's, there is, <laughs> it's been mentioned by a journalist on Twitter that there was punches in the air and a lot of delight from Watford fans when they saw that Lovren was starting the game because they had Deeney up front. And yeah, I, I guess guy, what we got really was a disaster class, not from Dayan himself, but from the team as well. And disaster classes is, is, do you think that's a fair, a, a fair analysis of, of that performance? Uh, it's probably kind to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I saw. I think it was uh, Sachin, wasn't it, who, uh, who tweeted that? Um, it, it's fully understandable. We we've seen Deeney, um absolutely smash Lovren in the past. Uh, if I remember correctly, smashed. I think it was Sacco and Skirtle at the time. And albeit Lovren's improved by playing with Van Dyke, he's still probably he's still closer to them than he is Van Dyke. Let's be honest. Um, it, it was just awful. It was awful. I mean, like, if we if we had Gomez or Matip, would we have won that game? Probably not. We were awful. Would we have lost 3-0? I can 
I'd probably say 100% we wouldn't lose 3-0 if we had one of them two in. We may have lost, but I don't think we'd get embarrassed that badly if we had one of them two in. Because the way he tried to just defend is a defend is the wrong word. Fight. Fight Deeney. I think that's what Deeney said himself afterwards, wasn't it? The way he tried to fight Deeney, it's just not it's just not what a a Premier League footballer should do should do. Like, I'm not saying Lovren isn't a Premier League defender, but we've seen these games in the past where I don't know. He turns to, he turns into a bloke from five aside, isn't he? he? Just he just it's just it's just scary how how his level can fluctuate because albeit he's, he's not as good as Van Dijk, we've seen him have very good runs of form, but then all of a sudden he just turns into Fat Dave from a five aside. It's like what the hell are you doing? It's it's just it, it's quite embarrassing, really. I think. We've got to look at our defence now. Maybe the fan base already thought this, but hopefully this has kind of opened Klopp's eyes as well, in my opinion, is that we have Van Dyke's in a tier of his own, then there's Gomez in a tier of his own, then there's Matip, and then there's Lovren playing a different spot. Because someone that unreliable... I know we've got the league wrapped up, but if we... If, if, the, if Gomez is out of the Atletico Madrid game and the choice is between Matip and Lovren... You cannot go into that game picking Lovren. You just you can't consider it. It's too unreliable. Like I know, I know. Like the the first Shrewsbury game, they both played awfully, Matip and Lovren. But Matip, Matip has he has a lower he 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 probably has a lower ceiling, but he has a higher floor, like a much higher floor, absolutely much higher floor. Um, and then that's what you go got to go with centre back. With centre back, you got to go reliability first, I think. Whereas Lovren, you're either going to get a zero out of ten, or you're going to get a ten out of ten, and rarely anything in between. Ten? No, no, never a ten. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, just, but... I'm being hyperbolist. Andy, You've, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is, there is a, there is at least one you mistake get, in right, every single a, game. You're getting a seven Some, out of ten, or you get a zero out of ten. There's no middle yeah, ground. It, 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 sometimes he'll make a mistake, and it, it's in a good enough area that it doesn't it isn't costly but he makes big mistakes and when he te- when he makes a mistake he tends to go on to make another one and another one and another one and it was for me it was his his career encapsulated in in 90 minutes it was so much about that personal battle that he actually forgot the fact that he he was part of a unit part of a defense that was supposed to actually defend and and he you know, he gets drawn out of position and makes terrible decisions because he's he's thinking only about a one v one battle with Troy Deeney. And and as you said, yeah, Troy Deeney came out and, and admitted, you know, <laughs> it, he put himself on Lovren because he knew what would happen and it benefited the team for them. And and it does that doesn't excuse everybody else in the team because they were the rest of the defence were were very poor as well. They were very, very poor. Mm. They were all culpable. In they were all involved in in them goals in in some ways. They were all involved, you know, individually and collectively. And the midfield was pretty much non-existent, and the attack were well. I mean, we, we created nothing. It was just an all-round really, really poor performance from the team. The only one who c- you could say did anything of any benefit would have been Allison. Um and, and poor decisions from Klopp. That's the other thing, you know, it was a poor decision from Klopp. Watford came to fight and we had nobody who was really seemed to be up for a, f- a fight that actually made a positive difference. And that's where maybe, you know, 
Milner, Henderson, they they probably would have made a difference in that midfield area. Uh, but it was just a really, really bad performance. But, you know, we, I, I think the team have earned enough. You know, they, they, they've got enough in the tank. They've got enough that they've built up to suggest that they can come back from this and we can put it behind us. But I do feel, Guy, that this can be a blessing in disguise, that we it's almost like we needed this. We needed this kick up the arse to remind us that at this time of the season, you know, you've got teams who are fighting for trophies and teams who are fighting for their lives. And you can't just turn up and, and do the bare minimum and scrape through week after week after week. We are now going to have to start finding them gears and working our way through and showing just how good we can be, you know, for more than 10 or 15 minutes in a game, but for, you know, 70, 80, 90 minutes. Yeah, you're absolutely right there, I think. Um, I mean, we... I think we've talked about this a few times, maybe maybe not me and you directly, but on course of this season, I think we've only really um, been in top gear once this season, maybe twice with the Man City game, but I think Leicester game is the only one we've really, really got the top echelon of our game. Like, I think that was where Leicester were our title challengers. I did, I did air quotes for people who aren't in my house. <laughs> um, uh, but I... I we just absolutely dominated them. Probably same with Man City, but Man City are obviously good, so they can actually challenge us somewhat. But other than that, I, we've not we've not turned it on this season uh, this season that much, which is strange to say as we're that dominant and stuff like that in the, in the league. But we've not really had to, and maybe that comfortableness or comfort um, is kind of just crept into our game a, a bit too much, um, and we're kind of seeing the problems with it now. Uh, so yeah, I think you're right. We need to step up, and that is the, this should hopefully be the kick in, kick up the ass that that is gonna gonna help us because Bournemouth could could take care of itself because Bournemouth are like their perfect opposition for us. Uh, but then again, this is this is the attitude we had going into the last few games. Yeah, but uh, like and especially so West Ham. Yeah, but against West Ham, you know, we we almost feel like yeah. Yeah, it's because As... it's Bournemouth, just like because it's West Ham, because it's because it it's uh, it's Moyes, it's just going to happen. And uh, the the lesson has to be at Watford that it's you know it won't necessarily just happen. They are going to have to turn up. Yeah, they are. They are. But I I think the kick up the backside is mainly for the Champions League because we we could not again, not play like we did against Watford, but we could play like we did against Norwich and West Ham and still win the league. But if we go into the game playing like that against Atletico Madrid, we're going out. We're going out. So the kick up the backside is yeah. for the Champions League and the FA Cup, which is obviously tomorrow. So by the time you listen to this, we might be out or we might be through. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, the kick up the backside is is mainly for for that game, I think. Because um, I think we've kind of gone through the season with that attitude. So I think the league will take care of itself not Watford-ish, but the other games it will. Um, but yeah, they, they kick up the backside. If if it doesn't take effect against Atletico Madrid, as greedy as the South, now we, our our season might be over at the end of the towards the end of this month, which is great and a tad boring because there'll be two months of us just going. Okay, Liverpool playing, yay! <laughs> Whereas we kind of you kind of want the emotion of a game meaning something, and that's what we'll have if we have the FA Cup and the Champions League left. Like, obviously, there's still 
I think we can still beat Man City's points record and stuff like that, can't we? But it, it's not it's not the same in terms of needing to win something, is there? So it'd be it'd be nice to have the season continue, but as I say, if we if we if we play against Atletico Madrid like we have since the winter break, we'll probably go out. Let's be honest. So hopefully it is a, hopefully it is a kick up the arse. Yeah, and and anyway, so that's that's so that's February. Um, ended on a bit of a sour note. Um, it was not not the best month of this of this incredible season. But hopefully uh, it can spur us on to uh, to really sort of press on and turn it on through the uh, through the next what's it uh, where we're we looking at about sort of ten eleven weeks uh, is all that's left so business end let's see the the team do the business right so we're on our monthly awards guy player of the month I know this is um, not not going to be uh, a an easy one, so to speak, after what we've just talked about in terms of the month being slightly disappointing. But um, is there a player for you that kind of stands out as being our best performer in this month? Not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll go with Alisson um, because he had some big moments. Um, but it, it's strange because you'd probably think, Henderson would be a contender, Gomez would be a contender because they started the month off all right, but then obviously they've been injured. And uh, Gomez didn't have the best game against West Ham, but God, God, hell, we missed him against Watford. Um, so may, maybe their uh, stature for the for this illustrious award has kind of gone up in terms of, with them not being there. But yeah, for me, Allison, maybe he could have saved what was it one of the Watford uh, one of the West Ham goals but other than that he's not really done out wrong he's he's made some huge saves um and everyone else hasn't done great like Trent could have been a contender before Watford but his Watford performance was so bad like so so bad you can't you can't even consider him um so it's got to be Allison for me just for being probably the least least to blame for the Watford go for the Watford game. Yeah, I, I I have to agree. I mean, yeah, Henderson being in very very good form and and still playing quite well until he got injured. Um, but Allison, yeah, he's he's been pulling off some saves and, and even in that Watford game, you know, he, he still had some good moments in there uh, and throughout the month as well. Is is his saves probably the the difference between us um, dropping points in other games? So. Yeah, Alisson for me as well. Um, what about goal of the month? Uh, again, an, another one where this month has been kind of short on contenders. Yeah, it's kind of what was it, a couple of months ago where it was literally every goal was an absolute banger. This is the complete <laughs> opposite. Um, I'll go for the funny one. I'll go for the Shrewsbury on goal because it was hella funny. <laughs> I kind of knew you would do that. Somehow I had a feeling you'd do that. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with things being serious and a couple of good goals in the Southampton game. But yeah, I'm going for for Sadio Mane's goal against um, Norwich. That was a sublime. That touch, that touch, turn, finish, absolutely sublime from Sadio. Uh, and how we we're gonna need some more moments like that in the in the coming weeks. But yeah, Sadio Mane was my goal of the month. So so that's it, guy. We there's our matches, there's our uh, monthly awards. Uh, time to move on 
Academy, how, how are things doing doing for the under-23s, the under-18s? Uh, are they, th- those guys still going on okay? Because as we record this, the news has come out that, um, that Critchley's um, moved on from under-23 boss and has actually been appointed head coach at Blackpool. Yeah, he got a taste for it with beating, <laughs> beating Everton and Shrewsbury, hasn't he? He must not have got the Chelsea games so he wanted to move. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it came it came out the blue, really. Um, some people are quite critical of Critchley. Um, I haven't really followed it that much, but we, we've probably had the most um, success in, in, in the academy in, in a long while, really. Maybe that's not down to Critchley, maybe it's down to the talent of the players, but we've had quite a lot of players come through, maybe not to become Liverpool first-teamers, but certainly have an impact in the Cups and stuff like that. I mean, we've got like Nico Williams of the next generation, uh, Hoover, Elliot, uh, Brewster and Jones and stuff like that. But it just came out the blue, that news. But in terms of the uh, the uh, scores and stuff like that, uh, I'll start with the under-23s. We beat Arsenal 3-0. Uh, we beat Wolves 2-1. Uh, that was in the league. And the Premier League Cup, we... God, well done us. <laughs> we beat Huddersfield 3-0. And the oh my God has come from that. We beat Sunderland 6-0. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, and to just whip onto the under-18s. Do, do, do. Where's the month start? Uh, we got beat man, by Man City 4-2, which you probably understand because Man City, uh, well, money. <laughs> money and all that jazz. And unfortunately, we got beat by uh, Middlesbrough 3-0 in the under-18. So yeah, it looks like the under-18's fortunes have changed um, from the other months because it's completely, it's completely out of the blue, that form. Um but yeah, a bit of a bit of a, a a good month for the under twenty threes and a bad and a bad one for the under eighteens. But to kind of lead on to it, I mean, we've obviously got Chelsea tomorrow, so maybe not maybe not the most relevant question for that game. But is what youngsters would you like to see in that game, if any, uh, Andy? Um, I, I think for me is if he's fit, Nico Williams and obviously Curtis Jones and and Harvey Elliott. I think beyond that. Klopp's got to go strong. I think certainly on the back of the Watford game, we've got to go stronger. You know Chelsea are going to be very strong, and I think it's more about that that atmosphere, that the confidence factor going into some important games over the next few weeks. That you know, if we do send out a, a much weakened team against Chelsea, uh, the worry is they are going they are going to get comfortably beaten. And and it's just kind of that that whole thing then the focus around the squad of you know it would be three defeats in in what four games yes. uh, yeah three defeats in four games it you know suddenly that it doesn't feel so good so uh, I I do I do think on terms of, in terms of that confidence factor like you say with with the league you know in such a strong position I think we can afford to do it obviously there's a few people in there. That you you've got to manage their time. The the likes of Ox, he started at the weekend, so I don't think it's possible to start him again. And you maybe protect uh, at least one of the front three. But but I, I do th- I do think that, that that it's still the opportunity there to bring a few of the youngsters in, but but be as strong as possible. Beyond that, yeah. I mean, if we quickly go through the team, Adrian probably picks himself. I, I think Nico might be injured, so if not, just play Hoover. Um and then Matip and Gomez, maybe 
Depends if yeah, if he's, if he's fit enough, if not, if not, um, you know, I know it won't be that too popular. Play Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah, is is Matip and Van Dyke? Yeah, I don't you care. Know? I don't care about rest. You can rest them against Bournemouth. That that, that t- we we we've, we've well, screwed up the yeah. we screwed up the undefeated thing. No. <laughs> well, uh, this is the thing. This is the thing, though. Is like for me is against Bournemouth. If if Gomez is not necessarily ready to start against Chelsea. But he'd be okay for the weekend. I'd be perfectly fine with Matip and Gomez against Bournemouth. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Of doing that. So I, I just yeah, there's there's a there's one fella I, I just don't want to see starting yeah. ever again. Yep, I'm with you there. Uh maybe Milner at left back if he's fit. If not, probably just keep Robbo. Um he's probably, he's had a bit more break than uh, than Trent uh, off the top of my head. Midfield I I'd pick Fabinho if Naby's fit. I'd pick him and Lalana. Why not? Uh, he came on and did probably one of our better players against Watford, which isn't said much. But uh, no, no, but it's, that's yeah. fair. It is yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been a critic of him, but yeah, that's fair. He, he came did. on. He came on and showed something at least. Um, then Jones and then two of the front three, as you say, I'd probably go with. Or even even you know again, there's Minamino. Yeah, you know, does he does he rest all the front three and, and go Minamino, go Minamino, uh, Elliot and Jones? So it's 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 a bit of a conundrum, and it'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I you're you, you're not going to see it because it's because you're at work, but at least it's on TV, and the FA haven't been as petty this time. <laughs> uh, but he is on BBC if you're listening beforehand, people. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I think we go. Not full strength, but rest a couple key players. But we we, we can't be putting like the toddler team out because Chelsea aren't as banterous as Arsenal, for example. So we can't have no, that again. And just on that, yeah, it is on the BBC, so it's on the BBC iPlayer. And if you do live outside of the UK, if you do have your Liberty Shield VPN, you will be able to watch that match. So there's a little plug in there for oh. uh, Liberty Shield. Hey, eh? I'll, I'll sneak. Take- how about that one, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what what about the fantasy side of things then? Because uh, we we said that you know with the academy, obviously that the, the end goal is progressing youngsters into into the team, and we are seeing that this year. You know they're getting more time, and we're looking at them as as serious viable contenders for match day squads. So that that's all positive. What what about the fantasy side of it, guy? Because I know it's certainly not positive for me. I, I'm right down there in the David Moyes zone. Christ, that sounds like a horrendous TV show from the seventies. <laughs> oh dear. Um, but in terms of well, my league standings in in the AI league, I am a hundred eighty seventh, which is good stuff. And in the contributors, I am fourteenth, which is even better stuff. Uh, but in terms of the people winning, Andrew Vincent is top of the AI League. I imagine that's the one from Minefield. Um, so well done, Andrew, if you're listening. Um, as we always warn, it's a curse. It's a curse to be top uh, of the AI League. Uh, you bottle it in the end. But in terms of the contributors, Adam Petruccioni is top. But maybe Andrew Vincent should should claim it because he is technically a contributor. Um. So yeah, well done Adam and well done Andrew. Hopefully you don't bottle it like the people last year. But in terms of the players, um, I mean, most people will have three Liverpool players because, well, we're top for a reason. Um, it, it's strange now because, as we as we kind of pointed out in the results, is 
we've not been that good recently. Um, but if if you're looking at points overall, I mean, Salah's we've still got four, we've still got three of the top four players. Uh, Salah's second behind De Bruyne. Then it's Trent. Then it's Mane. And Mane's obviously missed a month, a, a, a couple, ga- a few games this uh, this month or last month. So it's it it. We certainly must owns, but it's just interesting with the form. I mean, who would you prefer to own, attackers or defenders? Uh, well, I don't, I don't go for Liverpool players out of pure <coughs> superstition. Just ignore that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the the obvious one is Trent, isn't it? If you're you're looking for a Liverpool player, the obvious one is Trent, hmm. and then obviously and more and Sadio this season, I guess. Yeah, I think they're the, they're the three best ones to have. If you, if you can afford all three, I mean, it takes up a big chunk of your team. If not, um, Van Dijk's a tad cheaper. Robert Robertson's a tad not not that much cheaper, but Gomez is a good option if you're cheaper. Um, and Bobby, if we've got a run of away games, get Bobby in because <laughs> um, he doesn't do he doesn't do bugger all at home. But away, if we've got a few of them, it might be worth picking him up. But yeah. I, I've got Gomez, Trent, and and uh, Salah. Um, Gomez is a lot cheaper than everyone else, but hopefully, hopefully he's bloody back soon. Um, but yeah, other than that, De Bruyne, uh, pretty much a must on, even though they had the league cup. Who who are you cursing this month, Andy? Um, well, I stuck Bergvine in mine, and he's scored. I took I took Salah out, what are you and doing? then he, <laughs> <laughs> he got injured. What are you doing? <laughs> I know, yeah. <clears throat> the, defeat, I, I, the defeat's on you. <laughs> my my current um my my current uh, uh what was the word again? <laughs> my the word's gone out of my head. Curse. My current curse, that's it, yeah, is Jamie Vardy. Um I, I put working. him in my team. I think I got one goal out of him and he's gone he's gone god knows how many games without scoring since. So yeah. Um, yeah, that one, that one's really worked well. But uh, Aguero, he hasn't been scoring as regularly since I put him in the team, and I've just I put De Bruyne in a couple of weeks ago, so expect him to uh, either get injured or or go like about ten games without an assist now. I seem to have this effect. I think I'm going to bring De Bruyne back in, so you better bloody know. Deary me, but yeah, I might do that now. Actually, what's up on the website? In a bit, Lucas Mora. You are shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, but yeah, that that's pretty much it for uh, for fantasy. What have we got? Yeah, we got, on, got the on the, Um, yeah, I think we're doing one this week. Uh, it'll certainly be interesting because I have to figure out how to get my Man City players in after buggering them off for the league. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, I think we'll do one this week. Yeah, right. Um. A quick either or then. Um, I'm going to be. Uh, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to be mean spirited. Um, oh either or. Lovren versus Lovren step over game versus West Ham and uh, versus or Lovren in the Europa League final. Oh God! Um, the step overs were f- the now funny. So I'll go with the step overs because it was funny. It's funny now. Probably I did want to die at that time. <laughs> So Lovren step over game v West Ham or Lovren versus Spurs. Oh God! Oh my God! That was so bad. 
I'll be nice and stick with the step over game, but that Tottenham game was was probably the worst game I've ever seen by a player. Yeah. All right, so Lovren step overs or Lovren v Shrewsbury? <laughs> oh, I'll go Shrewsbury because I had to bloody pod on that afterwards, which was painful. You were there with me, were you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. That All was right, fun. so final one then, Lovren Shrewsbury or Lovren Watford? Oh, I thought you were going to say Crystal Palace and I could big, big up Everton signing Yannick Balassi on the back of it. <laughs> um, yeah, let's stick with Shrewsbury because that was, that was painful for me doing the yeah. pod afterwards. But Watford was Watford was up there with Spurs, let's be honest. Yeah, it was. If, it uh, ha- if that performance happened in the first half, he probably would have been taken off at half-time again. Mm, like, like, again, I'm mean-spirited, but, you know, who cares? I'm sorry, but... See, Andy, uh, Andy again, gets mean when he's not planned out at either. Yeah. Or. <laughs> um, again, though, as I said on the, the post-match pod on the Encounter Show, is uh, do not advocate in any way personal abuse aimed at him and his family and all the rest of it. You know, this is purely the football point and the, the football point of view and we're evaluating him as a footballer in his performances on the pitch and this is just a bit of fun um, at... at you know the the, the 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 so many terrible games he's had for us, but as a human being, and and his and his life story, he's he's likable and and he's to be admired. But um and and I no and I do not tolerate the personal abuse that he'll suffer. He has suffered uh, previously. It's 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 unacceptable. But as a footballer. Yeah, I just, I, I just don't want to see him in a Liverpool shirt again. I'm sorry, but he's just not at the level of his mm. teammates. We've moved past it, haven't we? Yeah, we, we, we need to move past him. Just, just as we did with with uh, Simon Mignolet, and as we did with uh, Martin Skirtle, is these are these are players that we just have to move past because when they're in the team, the performance drops, and unfortunately, it tends to drop to their level, and which is not a good level. And it's not where we want to be, but uh, anyway. And and as I said before as well, that no in no way does that excuse the rest of the players on the pitch at Watford for for certain because they never they didn't play their part either. They they were terrible. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> I just thought I should clarify that point. I should clarify that point because it was a bit mean spirited of me. Mm. You so dick, let's, you dickheads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's let's end things. Uh, on a high. Uh, time for predictions, Guy. Now, February, as you said, started with Southampton. Um, we started the month with you on 29 points and me on 29 points. Um, you predicted 3-1 against Southampton. I went for 2-1 and it was 4-0, so we both got one point for that. Um, against Norwich, you went 3-0, I went 2-0, and it was, of course, 1-0. So we both get a point each. Uh, West Ham, you went 5-0. Um, I went 3-0. Uh, and it was 3-2. So, you know, I, I, moral, I kind of did it right. Moral, moral victory. Yeah, moral victory. Um, a point each on that one. And then finally, Watford, you went oh, 3-1. I went for a 1-1 draw because I'd, I'd said, you know, I had a funny feeling that it was going to be one of them games oh. for us. And Not it was. Both. But it was... It was a lot worse than I expected. Yeah. You, you were close so, to the result, but I got a free rate just, just <laughs> yeah. for the wrong team. So <laughs> wrong team. So uh, I'm claiming that. Yeah, I'm not sure about morals in that victory, but anyway. <clears throat> so we both get zero for that. 
So we end the month with you on 32 points and me on 32 points. So Ooh. our prediction league, hey, it's, it's miles more excited than the Premier League. Who needs to watch the Premier exactly. League when you can be tuning in to our prediction league? I mean, it's it's the most exciting thing going. It's because the Reds Review League's so weak, Andy. <laughs> That's what it is. It's the worst one in years. Anyway, right. So March, there's only three games in the Premier League. Um, we're going to start off with Bournemouth at home. Uh, what do you think for this one then? 3 0 win. Screw them. We're beating Great. Bournemouth. Oh, God, we're going to lose now. Shit. <laughs> no, just because of the way we've been going, I'm going to go with a 2 1. Then we've got uh, an international break, I think it is. Oh. <laughs> and after the international break, we go away to Everton. What could possibly go wrong, guy? Yeah, that's uh, that's not fun. <laughs> uh, I think the I think the international break after Crystal Palace actually is it? Oh, this, I, this... I might be wrong there. Was it Bournemouth the seventh, Everton the sixteenth? Everton on the sixteenth, yeah. Yeah, but we play on the Monday. Yeah, I think it's later on. But anyway. Doesn't matter. The international break will ruin us. Um, Everton, <laughs> Everton are bar. I actually, know they're getting better, but it's yeah, still you're Everton. right. Actually, you're right. Yeah, uh, but it's Everton. They're still they're getting better, but it's still Everton against Liverpool. Uh, Ancelotti's good against us, but Everton don't have good defenders and still have short arms in goal. Two one to us. Two one, eh? Why not? I am. It's Ancelotti away from home. So he, he's good at frustrating us. Uh, yes, it is small arms and it is a terrible Everton defence and it's Everton. I'm going to go 1-1 again. I've always had this funny feeling about this game for some reason. Uh, then we've got, after that, we've got Crystal Palace on the 21st. So yeah, there was nine nine days between Bournemouth and Everton. Yeah, you're right, it's on the Monday night. So anyway, uh, Crystal Palace on the 21st at home. Um, what, what do you think about this one, Guy? This was earmarked as the championship one, wasn't it? And it's not worked out that way. Um, Crystal Palace have the potential uh, to frustrate. Um, but I think with their age and squad and stuff like that, I think we should win. It's at Anfield. I'll go 2 nil. Yeah, I'd already written down 2 nil for myself. So we're, we're matching scores on that one, so... Yeah, I feel pretty much the same. Yeah, I think I think we'll we'll have a bit too much for them. Um, so I know it's not part of our predictions, but uh, what what do you think then in terms of um, Chelsea in the FA Cup and also Atletico in the Champions League? Do you do you think we progress in both? Um, Chelsea is very dependent on the team and how if Klopp plays Lovren he definitely doesn't want to win the FA Cup he hates that competition <laughs> um, God we've been mean to him this pod but uh, it's fresh in the memory um, Chelsea if we pick a decent this team I think we'll go through uh, Atletico Madrid oh god I think we'll get through just just about maybe on penalties Ooh. Just to give me heart attack. Oh god, I'm not sure I could I'm not sure mm. my heart could withstand that. 
But yeah, I'm doing the uh, the Champions League preview pod at the end of this week with uh, Alex Barillaro. So it'll be interesting as we we take that one in and, and where it goes because it's um it's 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 going to be nervy, that's for sure. So uh, opportunity for Liverpool to really sort of pick their form up over the next couple of games and we'll see what happens. But that's it, guy. That's all February done. That's um, us looking ahead to March um, with perhaps a, a tad less confidence than, than we were feeling a month ago. Um, yes. You, it's, <laughs> I, I know we shouldn't say this because, you know, look, we're on the verge of winning the league for the first time in 30 years. It should be all positive, but I guess it's that thing, isn't it, that... That the recent things play in your mind, and whether that'll take. Do you think it would take a bit of a shine off things if we exit the FA Cup and the Champions League in the space of uh, about ten days? Uh yeah. <laughs> oh God, maybe not take the shine off because I mean, when it comes to um, the end of May, we'll all love it and stuff like that. But maybe we'd be a tad bored for a couple months. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if if our season ends. Uh, towards the end of this month or the start of April. I mean, that's a good thing and a bad thing, as I said earlier on. So, yeah, I think take the shine off is a bit too strong, but it, it'd be somewhat, oh, God, disappointing. I don't want to say it's disappointing, but I'm going to have mad, to. Isn't yeah, I'm going to have to say it's somewhat I'm a, disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it, but it's a, in a way, it's a good indication of, mm. how, of how our levels are increasing but, and our yeah. expectations. Yeah. We are the best team in the world, and if we go out of the Champions League in the round of six, is it round of sixty? Well, yeah, round, round 16, of sixteen. Yeah. If we go out in the round of sixteen, we're like, hmm, we we mm, we should do better. Yeah, yeah, we should. And that's just, and that, yeah, it's not been, um, it's not been negative. It, it's not been miserable and all the rest of it. I think it's just that it's just that that's how good we are. That's really mm. is how good we are. We should be making at least a semi-final stage. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, guys, that, so that's it. That's it from us uh, until next month. So let's hope uh, we come back at the end of March and we've got a lovely, lovely positive month to look forward to. Uh, still in three competitions, still in the two cup competitions uh, and on the verge of uh, being crowned champions let's hope it's a nice positive month when we come back to it but anyway until then from myself and guy here at the res review it's bye bye now Network.